Yeah. 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 Welcome to the show. No, where eggs and beers do not mix. No. I don't care what that person sent me. It's not real. Uh, I saw that, a video where a guy, I, I watched over your shoulder. Yeah. That guy cracked a be- an egg into a beer uh-huh. and then held it His up head happened to be shot, above the camera shot. not in the shot. Clearly, like, he had a bucket or something rigged hanging from the ceiling that he just poured it into next to him. And then probably whatever it does is, ah, delicious. Yeah. Oh, God. That made my sandwich less good, just mm. knowing that egg beer. I, I would not, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, that seems, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't like, I don't really like beer all that much. Anyway, I've drank a lot of malt liquor. Yeah, hell yeah. That's good. That's beer. good shit. Mm. Beer's bad. No, I don't know. I, I like, uh, like it watery. I was watching, <clears throat> I was over at a friend's place last week, and there was a show, it's a Japanese TV show about a man who retires, he's a salary man, and he retires, and doesn't yeah. know what to do with his life, so he decides to model his life after a, a masterless samurai who goes from town to town, so he just goes from restaurant to restaurant, and it's like a food porn show, Okay, but uh, they had a beer episode, you know, they got like big frosty mugs and stuff, I'm like, that looks really good mm-hmm. and so we went out and we got some beers and we brought them back to like finish the episode and i took one sip and i was like oh right beer's gross yeah i yeah i don't yeah i don't know i've i've had uh some beers that i'm okay with yes like if we're in a beer ordering situation i got some beers that i like enough to get but i don't find beer to be especially thirst quenching no like if, if it's just if we're just straight up drinking for taste and and like we're not like out drinking then I'll just, you know, just give me a Diet Coke or something. Like, I'm, I'm not, you know, one beer is not, you know. Yeah, right. There's no effect to it that is worth it. It doesn't. It's, it's not coffee. It's not, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, again, coffee. <laughs> random. Coffee is like the Mario Party of beverages where only, like, the odds of you having a good outcome. It's, it's the Bowser space. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. But what if you get Bowser's gift? If you get Bowser's gift, then... You you drink it and you're like, okay, I guess I'm a little buzzed. I'm a little like upbeat from the coffee. And now I can clean my room. Oh, I'm fixing the real camera instead of the preview camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was the, oh, was it? Jan was messing with this camera a lot during the show. Yeah, I don't know it's if not focused. It just like falls out of focus. This isn't a TV yeah, show. This, this is, is a this, podcast. When it, goes, when it goes up after the fact, this video is just gone. So So whatever. Welcome um, to the Colin Show. If you want to call in, look at the text box that's under the blurry Jeff. That's right. Uh, no, it's it's actually the text box above uh, chat. What? Oh, I use. Oh, that yeah. one. I use that one. Whoa! It's up there now. It's up there. You can have it both. You can do both. Uh, either will work. I accidentally left the chat. I I don't know how that happened. Some kind of swipe. Do you want me to ask a question from the chat? Um. Yeah. If you got one, uh, go for it. Has Jeff listened to Snoop Dogg's new 30-track double gospel album, Bible of Love? <laughs> you know, I have not. Uh, there <laughs> was some tracks on his previous album. Cool, I forget what it's called. Cool something? Sounds right. Cool something. Uh, the, uh, there was like one or two tracks on that that I heard that I thought were okay. Kool-Aid? Uh, yes. That, I believe it actually is in fact called Kool-Aid with a C, not a K. Legally, <laughs> the, he doesn't want that guy bursting into his home. Mm. Home invasions, it's happening. <laughs> there was uh, the, the series of home invasions in Petaluma yesterday. Really? Like 3 a.m., like nine people kicked down the doors of like three houses uh, looking for weed. Just like in the houses? No, I think they'd gotten bad information about them being like grow houses or something mm-hmm. like that. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Army of Wires asks, Jello shots, yes or no? Sure. Yeah. Why not? It's been a while. Jello's good. My my friend's fan, the Fanime special, which is an anime convention out here every year, is my friend fills up his hotel room bathtub with Jello shots. It's a disaster. It's, yeah, it, of course. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is what Jello shots are 
there to do is they're, to create they're a deceptively disaster. hard if you don't know how to handle a jello shot and you don't know you need to like because it rarely do you find a jello shot that just squeezes out of the cup you really got to like work it out yeah i just suck it out yeah yeah i mean so, i mean it depends on it depends on the cancer sometimes you have to like run bring your tongue um, around yeah and just like scoop uh-huh. it out I just I because usually they're in like a paper cup or something like that. Yeah. I just squeeze that and it mashes up the shot for whatever. It just it, it happens. Uh it just it just goes. Uh but what about regular shots? Like, eh, I'm not re- I'm not really a fan. I can do them, I'd rather not. Yeah. I don't typically like most of the alcohols that are drank as a shot. Weirdly enough, the one I got to be okay with was Jägermeister. Oh. Yeah. God. Yeah, I know. That was the one that somehow as long as it is fucking super cold. Because you taste it less, and it just tastes cold, and it's gone, and you're like, "Well, okay, this worked out okay." Um, let's see. Uh, Pytown guy says, "Do you think games coming to backwards compatibility on the Xbox One indicates anything about the mindset of the companies behind the games? If a game is coming to backwards compatibility, is it probably never getting a remaster? Since games that do get remastered don't come to backwards compatibility." Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think there are, are oftentimes business reasons why games get added to backwards compatibility. Whether it's like, hey, we're bringing out a new Fallout, we want to do old Fallout as a pre-order bonus, or they did that with uh, Rainbow Six Vegas. I think for Wildlands, I forget what game. Yeah, Wildlands maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, it's it's happened for those reasons. Um, but also, Burnout Paradise was a backwards compatible game that is now released. Uh, you know, in or coming up in a new form here. So it's it, there. There aren't any hard and fast rules to this stuff. I think it's all still a little new, and people are trying to figure out like what are some good ways they can use backwards compatibility to drive interest in their upcoming releases. Um, I think that's that is the constant um, in a lot of cases. Uh, Davy K's Davy K's says, "I now drink an average of one point five four locos a week because of Jeff. Is he proud of himself? Also, thank you." 1.5 every four weeks? No, 1.5 a week. Okay. What are you do what are you doing? Are you saving half a four loco? Don't do that. Don't drink, do drink that. it all as quickly as possible because it does not keep um I, I assume that means that you know that's three four locos every two weeks. Okay. Some weeks there are two, some weeks there are one. That's my guess. That makes sense. I mean, don't don't drink any four locos, but that makes sense. Hmm. Let's see here. Ben, what is your favorite Vermintide Dwarf setup? Uh, right now I'm rocking the, um, the Shield Breaker, which is the more defensive-focused class. Mm-hmm. And I'm using uh, Axe and Shield. It's not, so each of the weapons in Vermintide have different pro- like three different properties, like crowd control or armor piercing or you know long sweeps or something. Right. You know, uh, and I'm using an armor-piercing axe and shield, and I just sit up on the front lines, and my whole job is to keep the hordes manageable for my like main DPS. And I just like bash away rats to the side to kind of stagger them and mm-hmm. and and slowly work our way through. Um, it's really good if you got someone with like a long axe, like a pole arm or something. There's a dude who's got like a big hammer. That those are good. Okay, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Working on getting a couple calls lined up over here, maybe in a minute. Yeah, cool. Uh, Red Hot Chili Miss saying, when did Xbox's Summer of Arcade die? I think they changed up a lot of the release structure for downloadable. Remember, they used to only put out like one or two games a week and was always on like Wednesdays. Like they had a set release cadence for Xbox Live Arcade games on the 360. So, I mean, Xbox Live Arcade went away when the Xbox One came out and they just moved to a more kind of open publishing model where it's like, yeah, just put your stuff out. Um, And so at that point, like, I think they do still have, um, like, Sony has had a special, like, hey, this is our summer thing. Um, Buy all all the games, we'll give you one of them free or, you know, like some kind of bonus thing. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the transition to platforms kind of changed the way that that stuff is viewed and sold and, and all that other stuff. Uh, 
E.T. Kelly says, for the next console generation, if we can call it that, could you see Microsoft releasing an Xbox that is merely a Windows 10 S box made for TVs? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, if the specs are right for, you know, they could make a, you know, they could do a, a more game-friendly version of Windows than even Windows 10 S is. Uh, locked to a, a handful of configurations and, and, and sell it that way. I mean, there's there's no reason why they couldn't do that um but would that be enough for people like i feel like people want the xbox name to carry a little more oomph with it um but yeah i, I could see it going down that way um that would be interesting i think it would definitely change the way that they view the game business if they if they had kind of one platform you know they're literally just selling pc games um i think for developers that would be interesting because it would focus their pc skews around those specific specs for the users that have those while still, you know, offering uh, a wider array. Um, hmm, you know, I, I think it could be done. That, that might not be the worst idea. I don't know. Um, Daltamon says, would you ever consider talking over Giant Bomb TV? I realize it's a bit meta. Uh, yes, that's that's definitely something we've talked about. Yeah, we talked um, about like sitting down, which yeah. is when we have some Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a PC running OBS over near our desks. I so. watched you put text up on it that one time, yeah. so I learned how to do that and did that once, and that was cool. Yeah, that's fun. I wrote Ben Rules. That's, that's, don't put lies. Oh, okay, all right, never mind. Um, yeah, that, that's that's been fun. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think eventually we'll probably want to have a mic hooked up to it and not use it frequently because <laughs> I think that would get in the way or, or something. But um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think we'd, we'd be... Uh, uh, the thing is, is that PC, we can't hear... I guess we have to put headphones over there too because we don't hear the videos over there. And all. it's like next to some marketing people who are sometimes on sensitive calls. So maybe you get to hear some So maybe things, you get to hear... Yeah, you get to hear fun stories info. about custom content or something <laughs> rad like that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Beetle says you complain about esports professionals using their handles instead of real names. How do you feel about rap artists essentially doing the same thing? I, I go back and forth on this thing. Where like on on some level, I feel like to gain mainstream legitimacy, people are going to need to use their real names more. Uh, yeah. for the for the people who don't play games or don't know about like why would you have a handle? You know, like like people are going to want real names but also fuck those people maybe we need to go the other way and stop using everyone's real name i like the way that like uh daily dot does it um where in writing at least video is or they do it in their videos too actually i've noticed it in their recent documentaries but they you know introduce them once the first time as like you know artor artizi babev yeah and that time so you appeal like he has a normal name he yes. is a human but this is what we're going to call him from now on because that's what he calls himself. Yeah. So I feel like that's a good medium as long as like you you still need to give them a little bit of humanity, right? Because like yes, you can attach to like Michael Jordan is is a name you can recognize and be like, oh yeah, I want to be like Michael Jordan. But saying like I want to be like Miracle is yeah. a little weird. Yeah. It's a little detached. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird. I mean, in that scene, it's that scene and whatever. But yeah. I think it's it's for. It's for larger. It's it's for people who don't understand how that shit works. Maybe need that to kind of find a way in. Uh, so I, I think that's something. But also, I go the other way with it and think like, hey, what if instead everyone got to change their name when they turned eighteen? Yeah. And then you just changed it to whatever the fuck you yeah. wanted. I could be uh, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's taken. So you'd have to be like oh. Barack Obama. O one. <laughs> Do you think that's not taken? Maybe not. I don't know. Right. Maybe you could be O O one. There you go. Yeah. Um, I understand we have a call. We do have a call, as a matter of fact. We have a caller right now. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. My name is uh, Jeff from Rochester. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind? So uh, I've been in the software in industry for about uh, like a decade now, and I'm wondering if maybe early access is an attempt by the game industry to maybe align itself better with the software industry in terms of releases. Uh, I have never worked for a company where we go away for four years, develop software, and then release it on just some random day. It's always small incremental improvements that you try and make to that software. Um, and that has led me to a career where I've never had to work over maybe 
50 hours a week. Uh, I find myself very fortunate that, that that's the case. But uh, I'm just curious what your what your thoughts are on that. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I thanks for your call. Yeah, I, I think that that's... Um... It's possible, Jeff. Yeah, I, I think that, that, you know, feedback is the key thing there, right? And I'm sure, you know, with software releases, you know, people are putting out betas of that stuff all the time. And, you know, even betas of patches and all, and all that, it, it's become a little more, you know, I, I myself, with depending on, on, a, on a handful of different uh, pieces of software that I'm into, like in some cases, I'm running nightly builds of things because uh, that's just fun to see the changes as they roll in. Uh, but, you know, that's it's nice because that's like more of an advanced user thing. Like you do that and you understand like, Hey, this shit might be fucked because it's a nightly, like it hasn't been checked. It's not a bug to, you know, it's not a proper release. Um, so yeah, I think there's maybe a little bit of that going on. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with like, uh, you know, the realities of business, like, Hey, the sooner we get this thing out there, the sooner we can start collecting money on it, honestly. Uh, and, and then fund the rest of development with that money or, or whatever, or we'll know we'll fail early if this thing ain't going to work. And, you know, we know, we know, Hey, let's, uh, let's just stick to our original scope and wrap it up, put it out done. Or, or are we going to stay in early access a lot longer? Cause suddenly we're blowing this thing up and, and doing different things and, and all that but i think yeah it ends up being like a, a good way for them to start getting money earlier um yeah i mean crunch is like an issue that you hear more you're hearing more and more about lately just the insane hours that yeah developers are putting in, especially like pre right right before release and yeah yeah that, that stuff still happens um you know a lot more people are talking about it which is good but yeah <clears throat> i don't necessarily hear that it's like solved or anything no. different companies have, have different processes though i mean you know certain companies are have never crunched and and found a way to hit all their deadlines and you know just being smarter about planning or whatever it takes but uh but yeah um let's see there was another question i had here Uh, Ipli with trees. I apply with trees. I apply with trees. Ipli hmm. trees. Yeah. Uh, asks, have you been camping? Uh, in my backyard once. Yeah. That doesn't count, but. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, I went camping a few times. I'm with some friends, and, uh, I was in the Boy Scouts for a few weeks there. Uh, my buddy's bachelor party was a camping trip, but I unfortunately could not go. Mm -hmm. um, I'd I'd like to camp, just get up to some shit in nature. Yeah, it's all right. You know, you start a fire and. Try I want to not bring my phone. I want to just have it completely mm -hmm. off the grid, man. Yeah, man. Do you imagine being offline for twenty four hours? My uh, my grandparents uh, lived uh, like I don't know, like five hundred acres or something like that, and they didn't have electricity. They just had a generator. And and I would make them run the generator so I could play Fantasy Star Two, but uh, but a lot of that time was like dead silent because yeah. it's a big patch of land, and no fucking power. I would love some silence in my life. Yeah, it's it, you truly get to really go crazy. Yeah, that was the thing. Uh, Microsoft has a quiet room that they tested connect voice commands in. Uh, one of those rooms that's like you're standing on a like a metal grate and below it there's acoustic foam even below you and so it's just every wall is meant to absorb sound so you speak and it's there's no bounce back it just is dead yeah. the room is completely dead and um standing in it's a fucking trip like they they definitely said people like kind of go crazy if they're in there too long because you start to hear your own heartbeat and hear your blood pumping through your oh, head. Oh, I bet my heart yeah, tick would yeah. be super loud. Yeah, it'd be it'd probably be dramatic. Uh. Um, and and I stood in there for a little bit, and it was cool, but I could see it eventually driving you crazy. We've Silence got a is scary. Quiet room upstairs on like the fourth floor. Yeah, I bet it's not quiet, right? I bet it's like not that one though. Quiet. Yeah. Um, I would love to try to do like an endurance challenge of like how long can you sit in this weird quiet room? Have you ever done a sensory deprivation? Never. I want to do that, but. I I, I don't fit in the pods in yeah. the place that's near here. Yeah. Cause is it a pod? Is it a tank or what? It's like a tank. It's like a, it's kind of like a, what a, what a Goku might be in, uh, on his way to a planet. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a tank. Like a, a fluid, right? Yeah. Oh, you're in it. It's yeah. like saying you DNA. float in it yeah. and you have no senses. That sounds Mondo cool. Um, 
let's see. Would we ever uh, would we ever do a show like button mashing? Asks Steve Vice. What's button mashing? So it was a game show. It was a game show we did fifteen. I don't know, <laughs> like twelve years ago now, or something like that. Uh, would we ever do a game show? Like, I'm not opposed to it. I would love to do that. Yeah, it's it was something that was always the thing. Like people people used to ask that a lot more, and I think Vinny and I definitely got to a point. Like after having done it, where you're like, no, we did it. Like we, I don't, we don't want to do it again. But I think you know, maybe enough time is. I, I would not want to do that show. Um, but I think there's something fun to. Well, I, also the other thing with that particular show is the setup involved in it because it was like, like the we had to set up a ton of games and consoles because it's like multiple people playing the same game on different machines or just. It was, it was a lot of fucking work to do an episode of that thing uh, to, to the point where you wouldn't, you would not want to do that show. Right. But uh, I just think game show buzzers are cool. I don't know. Yeah. Like they're just neat. So I, I would like to have something like that. I think that'd be fun, but, but no, like not, not really. <laughs> uh the potential is there, but other than, I, I would much rather set up game show buttons and just hit them a few times and go, huh, the light comes on, and then not do a show around it. But what's but, your number one preferred like sound effect that a button, game show button can make? Do you um, like a buzz? Do you like no. a bing? I want like an electronic like blah, 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 like the the family feud noise. Ooh, yeah, yeah that is like, good that's one. a really good one. Uh, I want something that sounds like a rocket ship taking off, kind of like a like a tweak. Like a, but like mm. fast. Like if you took the sound oh, of like okay. a, yeah, yeah. But like condensed it down yeah. into a, a regular thing. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that working. We're uh, d- literally days away from you know sound. I mean, s- soundboard technology is in our hands. <laughs> yes, I have. I have two different sound making devices on my desk. But yeah. more on those at another time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I have. A, I mean, I now have a soundboard hooked up to my PC at home all the time. I can just hit a button and make that air horn noise. If you've got good ideas for sound effects you may like to hear in a, let's say, Colin show scenario, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. You want to take a call? Yeah, let's take a call. All right, let's take a call from a caller. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you? Uh, hey, Jeff, it's Ryan. I am in Washington, D.C. How are you this afternoon? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing all right. It's uh, It's cold, it is rainy, but we... Are. Wait, that's weird because you're in the east coast i'm in the part of the east coast which is in like the snow hole so it's actually yeah. like bright and sunny outside so we have no snow here but, oh, everywhere okay. north of but like south. every everything around you is just like about to get hit or is getting D- hit dc is notorious for that yeah we never get snow everything around us gets snow but you know we're a little swampy the so fucking government and their fucking weather satellites <laughs> keeping the skies clear above the white house uh, you know why? No, it's it. actually just uh, because our metro system is so bad. Okay, well, that's why this stays away. Yeah. It's it's our. Uh, I was. Uh, I just wanted to say this is not my question, but I was really glad Brad read that uh, read that email about the guy who was in chat when that guy suggested GBTV like back seven years ago, or whatever. <laughs> because as you can probably imagine, chat exploded. Yeah, uh, like nine hundred people all going like, "Oh, that'll never work." It was. <laughs> Um, it was like, then I was like, man, they've got a really cool discord channel that they've got going on here, which is what I think GBTV in part has turned into, mm-hmm. at least on the premium chat side. So I just want to say, you guys are doing a great job with that. Awesome. Keep, Thanks. Keep, keep doing really neat and new stuff with that. Cause that has turned into a cool thing. As someone who works remotely, it's nice to have something just to have on. Yeah. I, um, I want to get it up on one of the TVs near our desks. That's just like, you know, on in the background all the time. I think that'd be a good, weird I don't. I don't normally watch a ton of our videos back, uh, especially when they're not new anymore. But but it's kind of yeah. It's, it's been cool walking past that PC and going like, man, I remember that. That was fucking long it's, fucking time ago. As someone who only became a premium subscriber a few years ago, it's nice to be able to catch up on stuff. Cool and things that I missed. So anyway, I actually did have a question. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, Call of Duty World War Two got a massive update today, um, and they the the thrust of it is they basically taken all of the social hub stuff and they have created a non-social hub menu interface 
which allows you to interact with all of the vendors. Uh, I'm not sure if you've touched that game recently, but the yeah. they actually did get the headquarters thing up and running and functional. Yeah, um, and it is still there. You can still do it. You can go in there and you can AFK or pick up your bounties or do whatever the hell you want to do. But now they've just they've moved all of that stuff to this menu system, which is great, and I love it because. Like when Destiny launched in 2014, I was all for hubs and I thought they were really neat and I thought they were really cool because we've never seen them before and all the games are connected to the internet now and that was really awesome. Yeah. And now four years later, I'm just really burned out on them. I think Monster Hunter was like my last straw. It was just like, <laughs> I don't need any of this. Right. Like none of this needs to be here. It's in the way. So, you know, with Division 2 getting announced and Black Ops 4 getting announced and, you know, more games coming out. What do you think is going to happen? Are we stuck with these things because, you know, connected games and, you know, people want to show off opening loot crates and you want to be able to, you know, show off all the cosmetics you spent hundreds of dollars on? Or do, right. you, think, yeah. do you think we could move to a place where we'll get away from this stuff? Uh, hmm. Yeah. Thanks for your call. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think we'll see it both ways. Honestly, I, I think that, uh, you know, you'll you'll see hubs where they where they want you to see other players you know in a lot of cases for the reasons you're you're naming like hey let's make sure people can see can show off their cosmetics to other people uh, i think the division like i wish the division in, in the division i wish that you could see other humans out around the world uh it, because in that game you only see them in the hub or if you're teaming up with them and that's, I think, kind of a missed opportunity. I would rather see like, oh, man, I, I ran up on this dude and he was shooting some people and I helped him shoot some people. I think that's like a fun, emergent, weird thing to have happen. Like Destiny's public events do well at that. Uh, so I would rather see them connect more of the game, uh, not less. Um, but I think there is something to have shortcuts, for, especially for common activities, things that you're doing pretty frequently. Like you need to be able to just pull up a menu and get to it. Uh, forcing people to trudge through the game to to get to stuff, I think, is a hassle. The Call of Duty World War II stuff has just been... I actually played it yesterday, weirdly enough. Um, played, like, one match, went like, up, oh, that's still that game. Um, but, yeah, they made World War... They made that Call of Duty game so that you could do some of the headquarters stuff. Like, you could open crates, and you could... Or, no, could you... I feel like you could open crates outside of it. They added that at some point a while back. Uh, but you could definitely like cash in your orders from the menu. But then they have this social score thing for like you watched people open crates, your social score went up, and it's just like the dumbest thing. Like who the fuck needs that? Like what, what does that even get you? Like nothing of value. Even worse than clout, because at yeah. least with clout, I got free McDonald's. Exactly, I got a free Windows phone. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that stuff is is. Uh, like you're going to have players that have like seen it a million times, like the headquarters, I think stuff, I think was incredibly poorly implemented also, where it was just like, you know, it was broken for a long time because of the way they had people connecting to servers and stuff like it was just took extra time. It just slowed everything down. It just sucked. Um, so I'm glad that they are taking more of it out and, or making more of it optional, I guess I, I should say. Uh, Cause it's like a core idea of it. That you're like, Oh, there's, there's something there that like, running around this weird yeah well yeah very faithful to world war ii like <laughs> run around the beach and find an atari 2600 and play pitfall on it you know world war ii shit uh it's really strange um but yeah i think with the games coming up i think you'll see a, a mix of those things I, I think different games it makes sense in different ways um destiny i wish that they did a little bit more with their hubs uh because it is there's there's really no reason to go there uh I, I guess like yeah if you're gonna have a hub do something cool with it at least make it a genuine social space where players could legitimately meet up and go on missions together instead of just like oh we're everyone's running around to do their thing but everyone's in party chat with their friends or on discord with their friends setting this shit up they're they don't want to talk to anyone in the hub because who cares um it's yeah it's it's weird uh Oh, Jordan Jones with a uh, with a a good request for the soundboard, the Trackmania horn. Oh, writing that one down. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, and after you write that down, how about we take another call? Trackmania horn. Got it. Let's take another call from our friend. Hello, friend. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, it's Bryn from the UK here. Hello. Uh, Bryn, is it? Br Bryn. 
Yeah, that's right. No, like a okay, like a Brian. No, like a Brian. Br- Brian. Okay. Uh, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hi, Bron. Uh, so I was basically just going to ask the the amount of Warhammer games that have been coming out over the last couple of months with stuff like uh, Total Warhammer Two and Vermintide and whatnot has made me think about getting back into tabletop gaming, which is a really dumb idea because that shit is expensive. Uh, and I was wondering if there are any games that sort of get you in that way, where you start thinking about spending money on a thing that you re- know you really, really shouldn't, but oh, it just yeah, gets you say. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm. Yes, one hundred percent. Like I keep. Well, for me, it's like gaming related shit. It's not necessarily like I, I never. I didn't get deep into amiibo. Uh, like we got some in the mail, so I have fifteen amiibo or something like that. Um, there was a while there with the first Skylanders that I was going around buying that stuff. And I knew at the time, this is a very dumb thing for me to be doing, but I, I'm going to go do it. Um, but for me, it's been the um, open source scan converter and SCART cables for old consoles. Uh, and that's been the thing that's been like wearing away at me for a long time, right? It's just like, oh, I, this, I have no business spending this kind of money on it. Um, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's something I don't need. A lot of these games, like I can literally put a 3DO disc into my PC and and run it on the PC pretty well. I don't need a SCART cable for my 3DO. This is a terrible. This is a terrible way to spend money. I don't have room to set all this stuff. Like you see people with like these setups of just like I built this shelving unit and each little cubby hole has a different game platform in it and it's all wired up to a big switcher and it's all SCART cables and all fancy and I look at it and go like that's neat. I would never use that, but that's cool. But at the same time, I'm like, what if I built one anyway? That'd be like a fun job. That'd be like a fun tinkering project to do. Uh, and so I, I've been wrestling with that for the last month or so the, the i almost bought an open source scan converter and then i saw that uh the company the the website that was selling good quality scart cables for the saturn was out of stock and so i was like thanks oh god uh dodged a bullet on that one but eventually that's all gonna line up and i'm gonna end up spending at least to at least 250 dollars on the ossc and some of these scart cables and it it's a bad move i shouldn't do this but it's it's gonna happen last time i played when i when we were looking at gundam versus the Mm -hmm. new gundam game yeah i was like ooh, you know what's cool what gundams what if i just started buying and building gundams what if you just watched gundam i could also just watch gundam Mm mm-hmm but I, I was I was close. I was like, oh, I'll just start like because I I remember like you go to just like stores around here. There were stores in Chi- uh, Chinatown that I remember seeing like a bunch of Gundams in. I mm-hmm. just be like, oh, I could just go. But I stopped myself because I don't have the room or the time to do that. Yeah, it's not going to be good. I bought some transformers. Like I bought a big uh, a big fancy sound wave a big black sound wave uh and it's cool but like i i don't really i don't have the desk space here to put fucking toys on like i'm not i'm not that guy that's like i need to decorate my cubicle with with stuff like i've, I've just never been that guy i i just moved some new shelves into my office room uh that that have provided like a little bit more space for that stuff i'm like okay i'm at least gonna stand sound wave up on this thing and the Sarah from Virtua Fighter figure I bought uh, and some other stuff like that. But I, I just, yeah, building, I, I, anytime I've built models, it's gone horribly. Uh, anytime you have to like glue pieces together and like permanently affix yeah. stuff to other stuff, like I've just never gotten it right. But also I haven't, I haven't really done it in probably 20, 25 years or something now. Uh like trying to build shit and glue shit together it's just so maybe i'd be way better at it now i probably have steadier hands i'm probably a little smarter than i was then so maybe i would get it right but i don't it's it's, it's not it's not it's not it's yeah, not worth it like that doesn't sound relaxing to yeah me. like that's like maybe a, i, I can, spend an like, afternoon building models like it's just it's, maybe i can do the super stressful thing that i can fuck up one of a hundred ways right right yeah exactly i would rather have a rainy day puzzle day we built the jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. That's all right. That's fun. Yeah. 
I could do what that. What if it's a jigsaw puzzle of a Gundam? That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds really good. All right. Thanks, Bryn. Yeah. Thanks, Bryn. Uh, Braves01 says, speaking of bad moves, did you hear Jeff Bacalar's getting a pinball table? <laughs> Man, let me tell you, as a former owner of a pinball machine, Jeff Bacalar, I know you're watching. Don't get a pinball machine. If you, unless you, unless you really like the idea of servicing a pinball machine, which is harder than I was willing to do, or alternately, if you have a guy, if you got a guy, uh, you got to you got to get a you guy. You got to get a guy. You got to get a guy. Yeah, uh, there's a website for that. You get a guy. Um, and uh, I had a guy come in and fix it once. And it was only because I was a friend of a friend. He was like, I don't do that anymore. But since I, since I knew Ken, oh. uh, he was like, yeah, all right. I'll come out and do it. And I paid him a few hundred dollars to clean up and shop this pinball machine. And then it immediately broke. It was still <laughs> playable, but like he left 10 minutes later, the lights on the back glass didn't work anymore. Because that's a pinball machine. Don't fucking do it. Yeah. It's like a big electromechanical contraption and you have, unless you, uh, you know, I'm actually willing, I'm, I'm not only willing to entertain, I'm going to assume that Jeff Bacalar is more handy than I am. But still, man. Just have a kid instead. That's, you know, if you're going to put effort into something. Yeah. They're less yeah. expensive too, right? Less, yeah, less expensive than a pinball machine? Probably. At least up front. I don't have either right now. So, so it's fine. Um, God, I traded my pinball machine for a, a smash TV machine that also has total carnage in it. That was, uh, you went, uh, uh, that's a hundred percent Yeah, in your favor. Oh yeah. And Earthshaker is a good machine. And I got that Earthshaker machine for $0, which was pretty good. A pretty good deal. Uh, except for I get, then I put hundreds of dollars into it, I guess. Um, Jeff Bacalar, don't get a pinball machine. No, you know what? Jeff Bacalar, get a pinball machine. I would love to hear the stories of owning a pinball machine without having to own a pinball machine. So please get a pinball machine. I would love to have a pinball machine, but I need a house first. Mm, I don't know if you want to get one of those either, honestly. I should just rent for life. That seems better. That, that I, I'm starting to feel like that might be the way to... I don't know anymore. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I'm Cal, a, especially in California. Yeah. like there. I used to think to myself... Well, it's not like people aren't going to want to live near San Francisco. So, you know, the value of this property can probably only go up long, long run, long run. It'll dip. It'll crash. It'll, it'll do its thing. But, you know, over time, that probably pays off somehow. Equity in a house, right? Until we all fall in the ocean. I just need to move before California gets washed into the ocean. So like six years. Yeah. So I need to sell the place and move in about five years. Yeah. Uh, to the new coastline. Like Utah, Nevada, Utah. somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah, sounds um, nice. Yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, we we totally overhauled uh our hell bathroom, our hall bathroom, which was which was a bad scene. You wouldn't want to use it ever. And um, we spent some money making that nice, and now it's nicer than the rest of the house, which is a bummer in a different way. Because so, now it's like, well, now we have to do this. Now we have to do this. Now we have to do this. And it's like. It's all an investment, technically, but to what end? I don't know. Do we have a caller on the line? We do have a caller on the line. Great. And the caller has a question for us. Hello, caller. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Hi, this is uh, Stephanie from Highland, Michigan, where it is snowing furiously. Great. That's uh, snow. See, uh, as someone who never sees snow, that sounds super fun i mean you met snow once in canada and he yeah no yeah uh, i yes that's a lot of people think it was mc mc shan on informer but it was me pretending to be mc shan so um i was thinking uh i think about this on a semi-regular basis but um I, this i was thinking about this a lot with the recent release of chrono trigger mm -hmm. on steam um when when it comes to emulation, like what do you think a company would need to like offer in its product in order for it to like legitimately compete with the like the people who can find many dubious ways to go out and play the same game in their emulator of choice? Right. And then kind of in that same fashion too, like if say they're selling, they're gonna sell the game, maybe do like a Mega Man Legacy collection thing or whatever. Um, 
when selling like an old game, is it, should the price be based more on like the console it came from, like charging more for a SNES game versus a NES game? Or should it be based much more on the quality and the legacy of the title? Hmm. Stephanie, thank you for the call. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's, Welcome. yeah, uh, I, I don't think that charging more for Super Nintendo games instead of Nintendo games flies too much now because the work involved doesn't seem that different. I don't know. It's, I think the right way to do it is something like Mega Man Legacy Collection, that first one anyway. Uh, I think you can look at Mega, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and look at the things they added around the game and made it like feel like a nice, like it's like a video game equivalent of a coffee table book where you've got the games themselves, right. you've got a lot of the art around them, you've got some fun little challenge modes that's like some some stuff they could kind of figure out a way to throw it in. Like one of the like the the racing game, you know, a rare game in there that didn't have a stateside release. Yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah. yeah, if you can if you can kind of like pull some rarities from a franchise. Like I like the idea of that type of like franchise collection with a lot of the bonus material around it a lot more. Or you, you than, could do like developer collections, you yeah, know, like yeah. the Capcom pack. I, I know right. that gets trickier because then you've got like different publishers yeah. and stuff in there, but. Yeah, well, Cap yes. Yeah, in, in some cases for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, for me, I would like to see, yeah, that that type of wider uh, array of stuff. And, and like stuff that's a little more off the beaten path, frankly. Uh, and, you know, like you could do a lot of interesting documentary stuff around it in terms of interviews and stuff. Um, but some of that stuff, like, I feel like developers have tried that in their collections where it's like, oh, we have a couple of developer videos and we have, um, you know, a lot of concept art and it's, it's usually not great. Um, but I feel like Mega Man Legacy Collection is the right mix of like, it's the type of game that has like a bunch of like cutting room floor art that you kind of want to see, which is like, this is the boss that won the user voting or the fan can, the, right. the fan submitted bosses and, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff around that. So maybe Mega Man ends up being kind of a rare case. Um, but I think something like that where you're kind of pulling it all together into something that feels nice and feels respectful to the original property in a way that I think fans of that property would appreciate. I think that's the stuff I would like to see. I think for more modern games, um, I really liked the developer commentary stuff that like half life you know that they that they've done in some of the source engine games and stuff. So, you know, if they put out a Halo that was like, "Hey, stop here and here uh and we'll tell you about this the artist will tell you about how many hours he spent getting this cliff to look <sighs> just right." You know, like yeah. little stories from around development, I think are fun yeah that'd be cool uh, it's like it's like going to a museum and listening to an audio tour right something that or something but stuff like that that makes it all seem more like a a prestige experience. project yeah because experience yeah you can look at pictures of art on the internet yeah and that's fine and you can be like i've seen the art oh yeah but going there and like you know seeing that somebody has put care into how it's presented yeah hearing like stuff you may not know that's immediately apparent when you look at it there's there's a lot of things that just enhance the overall experience and would get people to pony up even a little bit more than they think is like reasonable for an old game that you might just find like a bundle or something. Yeah, and maybe you throw in a physical item or something too. Like, hey, it's a you get a statue. You know, do it up like a proper collector's edition, but but treat every aspect of it like a collector's edition of a of a of a classic or or forgotten cult hit or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that stuff's hard, um, but you know, like, but at the same time, Hamster is still releasing all these arcade archives things for eight bucks a pop, yeah. and like, I paid eight dollars for Elevator Action for the PS4 the other day, and I was like, this is way too much money to pay for Elevator Action, but I love Elevator Action, and I want to get Elevator Action trophies because <laughs> that's a really dumb thing to have. So, so I bought. How it. many points can you get? Uh, it's only on PlayStation, so. Oh. It's there. It's only trophies. How many trophies? There are eight total, I think. Nice. It's very easy to get like four of them, and then the other ones you have to actually be good at the game. Yeah, that's the part I haven't that's gotten down quite right yet. But it doesn't have a platinum, so you know whatever. So you can't get the money back. Uh, no, but that's okay. It's still elevator action. <laughs> I feel like any. I like. I know it doesn't work this way. I know that that's a Taito game, and that money just goes to Square. 
Oh, man. Because they bought Taito a while back. But there's some part of me that wishes that, like, I would much rather give $8 to the person slash people that made Elevator Action originally. Yeah. If there was a way for me to, and I would still do that, even after having spent this $8. If you're listening, call in. If, they have, if you have a PayPal address for uh, the creator of Elevator Action, you let me know. I'll send them $8 because <laughs> they they've earned it. You deserve it. They've earned it for sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, Local Oaf asks, uh, do you think loot grind games will fall out of fashion eventually or are they psychologically appealing enough to stick around for years to come? I, I think that like, you know, playing a game and getting more powerful is games uh, in, lo- in a lot of cases these days, you know? Getting something new, like earning something cool to do and feeling like you've earned it is, is the that's the reward for games in a lot of cases. You know, there's certainly story driven games and, you know, there's certainly games where that that's not the case. You know, you go back far enough, you know, you, you just you played Super Mario Brothers to play Super Mario Brothers. But I think that that's a totally valid style of game. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons go all the way back to the pen and paper shit. It's like I got a fucking rad new sword. That's all it is. It's just video games are just like different ways to say, I just got a rad new sword. Yeah. And people will always want rad new swords. That, it's human nature to yeah. want rad new swords. Totally. Uh, we are a, a society of rad sword wanters. Yeah. And uh, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. I think there are ways to exploit that sword desire uh, in nefarious ways. Um, Do you have any swords? Yeah. Okay. I like not not the way you I mean like I didn't like I ended up with one somehow like sure. someone gave one to me. Sure. I did not go like oh, I need a sword. Oh, oh, I need to get that. I need to get Bromir's yeah, sword I, I, from no. Return of the King. I have a katana somewhere. Okay. It's really shitty. Uh and I have certainly watched enough of the knife channel to where I almost bought like big sets of 300 knives that also came with like the three-piece dash show. Yeah. Set it up on a mantle, get three little swords. I need a good... I have a cool little knife that, like, when... On my mom's side of my family, when you reach a certain age, they go back to, like, our home country, and there's, like, a smith there who makes these little knives, and they're Mm -hmm. really cool, really finely crafted. But it's just this little knife. I need, like, a cool, big CSGO purple holographic knife that I can just, like flip around in my hand you want like a survival knife like serrated edge like compass on it like looking real tough tactical i want something that flips in my hand good you want a fixed blade tactical knife yes yeah not a tactical folder no no coca bolo twist on the handle you like something that's like a nice like holographic purple uh i feel like the handle i want to grip yeah 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 i'm with you that's that's the kind of knife i like shitty rambo knives yeah that's what i want you me and gabe newell dude Mm -hmm. Gabe Newell, I think, is knife agnostic. He wants all knives. He does, but I feel like when I saw the first photo of his knife collection back when that was like a new story, it was like a bunch of knives you would see in CSGO. I'm sure he has plenty of knives, but he seemed to be into those. Yeah. Uh, I'm not into fantasy knives. Ooh, somebody suggested a butterfly knife. What if I got really good with a butterfly knife? That'd be fun. You can get you can get uh, practice butterfly knives that don't have the blade, yeah. So you don't fuck up your hands learning how to do butterfly knife shit. Okay. I cut my knuckle once trying to do butterfly knife shit. It hurt. It hurt. Well, check back in, audience, next week, and we'll see if I'm good at knives yet. Yeah. Are you good at the the, Are you good at (laughs) knives? Watch. Um. Let's see here. Ghoststalker08 says, I recently got the Super NT. I'm a little overwhelmed by the choice of games at my disposal. What in your eyes would be the five must-play games for the SNES that may still hold up to the test of time? Hmm. I don't know. I think Super Mario World's a really good game. Yeah. I think A Link to the Past is still a really good game. Yeah. Those both hold up quite well. I found like most... Those are boring answers, but... Most like, of the games on the classic, in my opinion, held up... Yeah, you from what I like played of them, I really enjoyed those. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. They're on there for a reason. Yeah, you know, they they made some good choices there. Uh, I think Act Razor is a really fantastic game. I was listening to the Act Razor Symphonic Suite yeah. the other day, which I had never heard mm-hmm. before, and holy shit, it kicks yeah, ass! It's fucking awesome. And so I like looked it up, 
And I was like, I want... It was like one of the first video game things that I like wanted in my life. Like useless video game things. I wanted mm-hmm. a record. I wanted that record. Oh. And I looked it up and like on it only came up on Japanese sites for like, you know, like 50,000 yen or something. Like mm-hmm. a record yeah. version of like it. A, on vi- like yeah, like vinyl. a vinyl huh. of it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool to have though. Really fucking cool. That'd be cool to have. Um... Let's see here if I got any more questions out of there. You got anything uh, from the the voice uh, end of things? It's starting to starting to dry up okay. over here. Great, awesome. Um, Daltamon says uh, now that other platform fighters are trying to eat Smash's lunch, what do you think Smash for Switch needs to satisfy the FGC? Which is uh, yeah. Well, first of all, they're never going to satisfy the FGC because the, the FGC hates Smash. That's a generalization, but yeah, but it's but yeah, yeah. Um, like if you if you're wondering what it does it need to be competitive, then you need something better than Four Glory, which was their solution for Smash Four, which was you could play online one v one basically only on Final Destination, um, which isn't at all how like the tournament scene actually works. Like that's a joke, right? Fox only, yeah, no yeah. Final Destination. There's five stages and they all have their advantages and disadvantages for characters and stuff. It's like it's like they heard that meme and were like, oh, that's what they want? Okay. Yeah, let's do that. So, like, you know, if you had some kind of – basically look at what Rivals of Aether does for their online ends. Or, or Brawl, Hala, or, mm. or Brawl Out. Those games all seem to, like, understand what people want from a competitive level uh, platform fighter. Yeah. Yeah, th- those seem like they're they're at least in tune with what people want, and not necessarily in terms of numbers. And you know, obviously, Brawlhalla doesn't have Mario in it. But, yeah. You know, uh, I'm I'm gonna put it to you this way: Smash Brothers is just Nintendo's Ready Player One. Well, I guess uh, we'll be back next week with more questions. I quit the show. We'll uh, be back next week. No, we won't. Ben Ben and I will be back next week with more questions from you. I'm doing this out of an obligation. Okay. Song makes everything okay. Yeah, I feel a little better. Be back next week. See ya.